0: Welcome to the 2Fit Podcast. This is Brandon Walker.
1: I'm Sarah Hollyhead.
0: And you're here for episode three. Sarah, what were you just reading about? There's something about your stomach or whatever? What were you doing over there on the couch?
1: I was reading my book, and so uh, apparently stomach acid is uh, the same pH level as battery acid.
0: Speaking of battery acid, that's where, that's, what, what part of the book were they talking about? Like, what was the subject? Digestion. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, she's just sitting over on the couch and she just pipes in. Did you know?
1: (laughs) Random fact.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of battery acid, I'm enjoying my customary uh, glass of uh, Limon Pepino Gatorade. So if you're a representative of Gatorade, so far we've given you product placement on three episodes. And so we should be sponsored. (laughs) The
1: only issue is there's only one place we found where you can actually buy this.
0: Yes. Number one, you need to produce more of this glorious elixir and number two you need to sponsor our show uh
1: and more distribution
0: and you need to distribute more than just to this that didn't even make sense grammatically what i just said but that's okay i'm gonna we're gonna move on um all right so this week our topic is and we may actually break this into two weeks we'll see how how it goes today i've successfully killed one minute and 30 seconds just rambling about really nothing which is Typical for me, but uh, so this week the, the subject is staying fit on the road and uh, I do have a seminar about this called Fit the Road at fittheroad.com if you're interested in checking that out, but what we're going to do uh, today is we're just going to kind of break this down into five key tips for those of you who travel and kind of the, the audience for this podcast is people, who, or is people who travel professionally. We're not talking about vacation travel because... You know, when you go on vacation, typically you're under a different sort of set of rules because it's not real life and you're going somewhere fun and you're just kind of relaxing. We're mostly going to be focusing on staying fit and healthy when you're traveling professionally. And just for background sake, both Sarah and I travel uh, a lot. I have spent the last eight years traveling more than I've been in one single place. I've been on the road. Um So I'm very familiar with that road warrior lifestyle, and it's a challenge staying fit. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Um,
1: And I just got back from a week in Mississippi, which is not necessarily conducive to working out.
0: Would you say that Mississippi is a challenging place to stay fit in general? Definitely, yeah. Uh, I believe, and I may be going out on a limb here and saying this, but from what I h- remember reading, that Mississippi is, is Mississippi is like the heaviest state as far as the population. Like it has the most unfit general population. Have you read that?
1: Uh, I haven't read that. I think
0: it. I think it won the award last year. Maybe in previous years. Just. I don't want to
1: make m- any enemies in my Mississippi territory. So. Well, we're not blaming anybody. Everyone necessarily, I deal you know? with is is, you know.
0: Fit and slim well, and trim and healthy? We'll leave it at that. All right. Well, <laughs> it, the uh, the first, I guess, I, I, it's not really a tip so much as it is a, a, a philosophy. And it, it, the, the, the idea is basically this. When you go on a business trip, you want good equipment to go with you, right? You want uh, a, a nice laptop. You want your iPhone or your Blackberry or your Android phone to work. Uh, you, you want some clothes that are comfortable. In other words, the, the things that you take with you on a, a business trip are very important. They're your business tools. If you go into a presentation and you have your laptop set up and you've got the projector and it doesn't work, uh, that, that's difficult for you, right? It creates a problem. Mm-hmm. The philosophy of this whole fit the road concept is, is understanding that your body is your most important business tool. And in the same way that you would take care of a laptop, you wouldn't just go and, and toss your laptop around, drop it on the floor, uh, you know, throw it in your suitcase, you put it in a nice uh, carrying case to make sure it's padded, you don't drop it, you take good care of it. In the same way, you should take care of your body while you're traveling, instead of taking a break from it. And I think a lot of people have this idea that when they go on a business trip, that they have sort of a vacation mentality in a lot of ways, that all the rules they could have been on a, a fitness program for the last six weeks or six months. but as soon as they get to the airport, all of a sudden all bets are off. And I think that's a, a that's a dangerous way to approach it because what that does is that sets you back. And in a sense it's it's damaging, it could be damaging to your body. It could be damaging to to you in the same way that it'd be damaging to your laptop to toss it on the ground uh, you know when you're hanging out in the airport. So the first principle is to understand that your body is your most important business tool. So with that in mind, I think uh, for me, a primary responsibility, a primary goal of business travel is to set yourself up for success. And I know that's kind of a catchphrase or, or it's, you know, it, it's been overused, but the idea of simple things like booking a hotel that has a good gym or booking a hotel. Uh, what, what were you, you were saying earlier in, in regards to the hotel gyms?
1: Well, I've tried to find if you, sometimes you don't know. It's hard to, it's difficult to figure out. Well, is this, I mean, you can't even go by all Hampton Inns have good gyms or, you know, one might in one city and you go to a Hampton Inn in another city or, uh, you know, Holiday Inn or where it might be and they don't have. All they have is one treadmill and it's barely hanging on. So it's hard. Even by brand, you can't go with that necessarily. So what I've tried to do is maybe find a place around the hotel that I'm going to stay at or find a hotel that would be close to a gym. And you can usually get a day pass at the gym. And um, some companies might pay for that. Um, You know, you'd have to ask. But I think it's worth it. So that way you don't have to depend on what the hotel is going to have. You already have something set up.
0: And I've mm-hmm. found, I found that gyms, if your hotel doesn't have a gym, and by the way, I've been in over a hundred hotels this last year and without fail, I'd say 99% of them had some type of exercise equipment. We'll get right. to that in a minute. But uh, what Sarah's talking about, the idea of, ha- of booking a hotel near a gym that you can get to, I've found that gyms, sometimes they'll give you a free day even, right. yes. or it'll be the five bucks. At the most I've seen is I think eight, maybe $10 for a day pass at a, mm-hmm. at a, at a good gym. Uh, but again, it's worth it. It's worth spending a little extra money. And th- just the whole idea that uh, back to the business tool, your body is your business. tool. you need to take care of it. You need to book a hotel in which you can get some rest, a hotel that you can sleep well in, that you can relax, that you could be prepared for the next day, uh, you know, or for, or for whatever you need to do business wise. I think that's important. And, um, obviously in a down economic market, cost is, is huge. But I think the cost uh, to, to your body and to your job, because if your body is not well, if, if you're not in a good place physically, you're not going to do your job as well. And it's going to cost you in the end. So I think the idea of spending a little bit more money to get a better hotel if you can, uh, get a, go to a gym, pay a little bit more to do that. I think those things are, are, are important and I think they're worthwhile to do. Um, I, like I said, I've found most hotels have gyms or some, some type of, of workout equipment. Um, but I can't emphasize enough the idea of get a place with nice beds or, or comfortable, because if you go in, and save $20, but you're in a hotel where you're kind of scared that bugs are going to crawl on you in the middle of the night, and I say this out of personal I was going to say, you have
1: some good stories about that, don't you? <laughs> I, I do. Uh, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, that's a
0: whole other podcast about choosing hotels, but... Um, I know, I know, cost is a concern, but again, the, the cost to your body and to your job, uh, I think it's worth it. Now, some of you, your, your company pays for your hotels, and you just kind of write it off as an expense. If that's the case, take advantage of that and get a decent hotel. Um, I I like some of the websites like Priceline. I, I spent this whole four months uh, on this most recent tour living off of Priceline, and and I my partner uh, who was traveling with me and I we stayed in four four and a half star hotels and we were paying fifty dollars a night so Priceline is awesome and if you want to know how to use it just send me an email and we'll talk about it but uh, just that idea that your body is, is your your business tool it's important that you keep it sharp you keep your mind sharp uh, that's that's the first tip that I have for for staying fit on the road um,
1: and just kind of add to that I know we were talking about not taking a break from your you know using a, a business trip as an excuse to take a break but Uh, When I first started traveling, I know I had a hard time because if I had the gym there at the hotel, they didn't necessarily have all the equipment that I was used to using. And so I felt like, well, I'm not really getting as good of a workout as I would at home. Is it really worth it? But, you know, I mean, any little bit that you do is better than nothing. So, you know, even if you just go and they have a treadmill and you walk on the treadmill for 30 minutes, it's better than going back to your hotel room and just sitting there, you know, watching TV or, um, you know, anything like that. So just to get moving at all is better than doing nothing.
0: So Exactly. And, and in fact, that's that's my number 2 tip and that's just don't take a vacation from your fitness routine. And like Sarah said, you don't you, you don't have to do the exact same thing you've been doing. Obviously, I I enjoy lifting weights and I'm in the gym almost every day of the week lifting weights. That's what I do. That's what that's that's my fitness routine. However, most hotels are not going to have the same type of weights that I would find at a gym. Some have nice machines, some have some free weights. So what I'll do is I'll just jump on the treadmill for 30 minutes, or I'll uh, jump on an elliptical machine. Or, and this is this is a something that a lot of people don't think about, is just get out of your hotel. Right. You know, go take a walk. Now, obviously, at this time of year, if you're in Texas, it's 110 degrees outside, you're not really excited about taking a walk. But I've discovered some amazing places. Uh, we were in 20 something cities on this last tour that I did. And at the beginning of the tour, it was nice and pleasant outside. It was cool. And so each place I'd go, I'd kind of go on a little jogging adventure, you know, and I'd go jog around the area near my hotel. And I I found some really great places some trails and some um, sort of riverside jogging areas and those kind of things. And it was really cool. Uh, it got me out of the mindset of what I was doing. It gave me a mental break and it was good physically. So the idea of, of taking, not taking a quote vacation from your fitness routine doesn't mean that you have to do the exact same thing. Right. Um, and really, this is one of those areas I have to just say, there's just, there's no excuses really. I mean, there, there really is no excuse for not doing something and you'll
1: feel so much better if you do something. I mean, that's totally. just the bottom line. You, you'll, you'll work better, kind of what you're go, you were saying in the beginning. You know, you'll have a better attitude. You'll just, I mean, overall, even 30 minutes, anything you do is, will help. So.
0: Sure. I mean, I have a whole, in my Fit the Road seminar, I, I do a whole section on uh, what I call the weightless workout. It's a, it's a workout that you can do in your hotel room without any weights or any equipment. Uh, that having been said, like I said, most hotels have, you know, treadmill or elliptical machine or something like that. But even yeah. if they don't <laughs> take a walk, get out, get, get some fresh air, do some push-ups, do some sit-ups, do just jog in place in your room, turn on the TV, uh, turn on some music. And I've done, I've, I say this cause I'm laughing at myself cause I've literally done this before that I, I was in a hotel in the middle of nowhere, Kansas or somewhere and there was no treadmill it was snowing outside i wasn't going to go for a run and i furthermore i didn't even have my running shoes it was an overnight trip and i was like i've got to do something so literally i turned on mtv and just stood there well and i just jogged in place and i'm not going to say dance i was going to say were you dancing <laughs> because i wouldn't really call it dancing necessarily but I was doing like uh, imagining that I had a jump rope. And so I was jumping and jumping rope and going from foot to foot. And if if anybody had seen me do that, it it would have looked completely ridiculous. But I was by myself and I felt much better afterwards. At at least I could go to bed that night going, I've done something physical and something active and something to help my body. And by doing so, helping my job. And so I I was able to sleep better that night, get up the next day, do my job, and and, uh, everything went well. So part of this an important concept behind this whole not taking a vacation from your fitness routine is to actively book time into your schedule for exercise to work out and, and to do something and i think what happens is you you get up on a business day or you got to work uh you rush through your routine you rush to get breakfast you rush to get, and then by the end of the day you're so exhausted you got you know 30 minutes before bed and all you want to do is relax Whereas if you had kind of booked some time either before you got up, you know, got up a little bit earlier or booked some time at the end of the day and literally say, I'm I'm allotting 30 minutes to work out today. I'm allotting 30 minutes to jog or 30 minutes to do some sit ups or crunches or some stretches or yoga or whatever it is you can do. um, Like Sarah said, you're going to feel better the next day and it's going to help you. It's going to help your business. All right. So moving on to number three. And this is, this is one I want to spend some time on because literally we could kind of go on and on about this, but I want to hit some important parts. Um, so number three is, is to eat smart. And that sounds real simple unless you are a business traveler and you know that it's a lot easier to eat well if you're at home and you've got a refrigerator and you could go to the grocery store and you could get uh, all the things that are healthy and keep those in the refrigerator and you're not having to worry about... Um, you know, cheating on your diet. If you're on a diet and eating things that are, that are good for you. Whereas on the road, it's completely the opposite. It's almost like the world is trying to (laughs) pull you away from any kind of good eating that you've tried to establish. So it's real easy to go, okay, well, Hey, I'm out here. Uh, nobody's watching. Nobody's going to know. Plus, uh, I'm kind of going to treat myself. And that's something that you hear a lot. And as, as a as a fitness professional, that that's something that I feel really gets people a lot. Is the idea that okay? I worked out for thirty minutes, so now I'm going to go eat thirty cookies because I deserve it because I work so hard. And any any fitness instructor, anybody in fitness will tell you that's exactly the wrong mentality. When you reward yourself with food, um, it, it it completely counteracts whatever it is you've just done. It's, all, it's it, sometimes you end up taking you know two steps forward in your workout and three steps back. Uh, By going to the Seven Eleven and getting a bucket of Hagen Dazs while you're in a hotel, not that I've ever done that, but you, (laughs) you know, it happens. So, eat eat smart. How how do you eat smart on the road, Sarah? What do you do? What are some things that you do to make it a little easier?
1: Well, for me, I have to kind of clarify that I have the a definite advantage in that I go to the same territory, you know, every six weeks. So it's I kind of have learned over time where to go where to stay, where there's Smoothie King, where there's, you know, um, a a grocery store where I can stop. But so that's definitely an advantage that if you're going somewhere, you know, that you haven't been before, it makes it a lot more difficult. But if you find, you know, we were talking earlier, if you find a gas station, you know, decent sized gas station will have, they're starting to have vegetables now, they have sandwiches, um, you know, any kind of if you don't have a refrigerator in your hotel, that can be an issue sometimes because then you don't have any place to have. I've stated a few of those. but um, so then you know things like almonds and just anything you can find that um, you can find those kinds of things at a, at a convenience store. But if you happen to come across a grocery store and you have time to stop, that's what I would do is I would stop at a grocery store, get things like that like vegetables, especially you know if you can book a hotel that has a little refrigerator in it, you know, then you're set for, for the next day. You know, anything that.
0: I think it's a good idea to bring your own snacks too. I think, that's where you fall into a trap because think about what's in your hotel. You got your mini bar, which has absolutely nothing of nutritional value. It's it's alcohol and snacks and carbs and candy. You go down the hall, you've got a, coke machine, a soda machine arguably with nothing of nutritional value except maybe water. And then you go down the hall to the, the, the other snack machine, and all it is is pretzels and chips and candy and maybe, uh, you know...
1: Some famous Amos cookies. Yeah, and <laughs> maybe
0: like a granola bar or something like that. Yeah, with, but it still has
1: a ton of sugar ton in of it. ton of sugar in it. Yeah. So
0: whereas if you just bring your own snacks, and I know they take up room and blah, 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 and there's all kinds of excuses, but realistically, there's some things that you could fit in a backpack or in, you know, your... Whatever bag you're you're carrying, your purse, mm-hmm. ladies, uh, some fruit, some nuts. Uh, what what are some other things that are healthy that you you would bring on a on a business trip that you could snack on throughout the day? That's that's help healthy for
1: you. Um, well, those are the main things. I mean, like especially if you take almonds, they usually kind of fill you up a little bit. They, if you need just something to munch on when you get that especially in the afternoon after, you know, about three o'clock you start getting, sure. and if you're in meetings, oh man, that's, <laughs> you're sitting there. And then of course they usually bring some kind of cookies or something in. And so that's always a tough, uh, tough one to resist in the afternoon. So I think if you have something, you know, a trail mix, something like that, that would kind of, vegetables, you know, like some. Be, yeah, definitely vegetables. If you can, if you manage to, to find that on the road, if you can, if you have time to stop, um, But I think trail mix and stuff like that is a little easier to to port around. But um, those are the main. I've noticed a lot of people flying, like when you're flying out, if you plan ahead. And I think that's what it all comes down to is you just have to plan ahead. All this stuff that we're talking about, it takes a little extra effort, but and a little extra time, if you just plan ahead, you can kind of figure out different ways, you know, whether that's with a better hotel or whether a gym close to the hotel or finding a place to pick up healthy snacks or just, you know, getting up a little bit earlier and working out or, um, you know, before you go to your flight, make you a sandwich or make you something for on the, and then you save a ton of money because you don't have to pay $10 for a sandwich at the airport.
0: And a nasty sandwich at <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah, that's
1: not even good. So um, all those kinds of things, it just, it takes a little bit of extra effort on the, on the front end of it.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of things that, so you could bring your own, right? But it, that, that's people's, I think people's excuse a lot of times is, well, there's nothing healthy out there. Well, you know, go if you go to 7-Eleven or your average truck stop or average gas station.
1: Well, even now McDonald's has apple can, slices. Totally. So I mean you, mean, you can anything.
0: absolutely find healthy food there if you want to. Uh, you know, there's, there's little containers of fruit, uh, mixed fruit or vegetables or things like that. There's a way to do it. But what Sarah said makes a lot of sense in that just if you plan ahead, you don't even have to do that. Uh, Take some stuff with you. Take some uh, granola bars or uh, cliff bars. I like those. Those are pretty healthy for you, uh, depending on which one. Uh, If you're you're like me and you're trying to gain weight, so some protein bars or um, something like that. But, again, some celery, some carrots. Um, Fruit,
1: if you can take – I mean, oranges are good. If you can you know, just throw a few in your bag, Um, apples, because then you can pretty much – you know, sure. where you're at. So. Grapes,
0: cherries, uh, mango steens,
1: <laughs> whatever that is. Now <laughs> I'm trying to figure that out.
0: Yeah, I've been fascinated by mango steens today because kn-
1: if anybody knows where to find these, let us know. We're we're fascinated. We, we we did it.
0: Looked up on Wikipedia and we found them, and they still I, don't, I have no idea where you even get them. So. Um, but let's do this. Let's let's put a bookmark in that for this week, and then we'll pick that up again next week when we uh, let's do part two because I've still got a couple of things I want to talk about next week. I want to want to spend a little time talking about uh, eating out while you're on the road mm-hmm. because. That's what. That's a huge part of business travel. Most of the time, you're going to be eating with other people. You're going to be eating with groups. You're going to be at restaurants, and there's a lot of things that you could do to stay healthy while you do that. So we're going to pick that up, and then also hit the next two tips. There's five tips total on uh, fit the road, how to stay fit on the road. So we'll get get to that next week. But let's move on to well, one last thing. Let me one add last about, thing. <laughs> yeah, sorry.
1: About the I, when I first started traveling, was I wouldn't drink enough water. So that's the main thing i think is to make sure you're drinking enough water because i would come back from my business trips and i would be a little bit dehydrated so you know sometimes when you're on the road you're not really sure where the next bathroom might be (laughs) but it's good to make sure you're drinking water and not drinking a bunch of you know sodas and stuff on the road so
0: can i drink limon pepino gatorade while i'm on the road
1: um with water as well too yes (laughs)
0: Are you telling me I should water down this glorious beverage? No, I'm beverage? just
1: saying that you should still drink water. It's oh, okay. not, not going to count as water.
0: Doesn't it have water in it, though? It
1: does, but it's not going to count as water. <laughs>
0: okay. All right, so, uh, Sarah, let's let's move on to our uh, news article of the week. Tell us what you uh, found this week.
1: Well, actually, um, I guess it's been about two weeks I've been seeing articles about this, that they're saying that the cost of eating healthy, basically, is what it, it boils down to, is that... Um, you know the argument that it's so much, you know, it's more expensive to eat healthier and to meet our requirements, our recommended requirements of things like potassium. Um, that was one that they definitely uh, mentioned that it would up the the yearly average food bill by like three hundred dollars. But so
0: if you if you have the appropriate daily recommended dose of potassium, it'll cost you an extra three hundred dollars a year. That's what you were saying.
1: That's what the article was saying, but you know, I think in reading people's comments on it, and you know, from my own experience, I think it's just all in the selection, and it comes down to like we were saying with anything else is the planning. Um, you know, you don't want to let buy all this stuff and then let half of it go to waste. then you're not saving any money you're not it is more expensive because you're also, if you buy go to the grocery store, you decide, I'm gonna eat healthy and do this. You spend some, you buy all your produce and everything, and then you go out to eat anyway. You know, now we're you know, half that food's going to go to waste, and you're still, um, you still have the high cost of going out to dinner. So, I think it's just sticking to the plan and then buying stuff on sale. That was something that uh, they were saying in the comments, which I think is good. You know, it, just what's in season. Okay, you know you can usually find like strawberries. Pomegranates. I mean, well, <laughs> those are <laughs> way out of season. <laughs> but I mean, strawberries, you know, and it's the beginning of the season. They're for one pack. It's, you know, double the price of what you are in the middle of the summer when you can get two large packs of them for, you know, three dollars. So it's just figuring out what, you know, what's on sale, what's in season, and and then going with that.
0: As much as we like to rail on the the food industry right now, and there's plenty of bad things to say about fast food and the the food industry in general, it it has improved immensely in the last 10 years, the last five years, that it's not the way it used to be. It used to be, possibly maybe five years ago, it really was hugely expensive if you want to eat healthy because... You know, typically carbohydrates and and fatty foods are less expensive. But like Sarah said, it really just takes some planning ahead. And if you could plan ahead at the beginning of the week, go shopping on Sunday instead of eating out at McDonald's or Taco Bell during the week. Granted, those things might seem more convenient. But in the long run, it's a lot more convenient to not have to go to those places and just eat something that you brought to work. Uh, Mm -hmm. Plus, it's healthier. Plus, you're saving money. So I think the average student, I, I, I talk about this in, in some of my seminars that students spend $4.30 a day on uh, Starbucks or coffee or Red Bulls, that type of thing. And that if you just get your own coffee maker and make your own coffee and just take it in a thermos, you're, you're saving a couple of bucks a day and you could take that money and use it for, to you put it in the savings or you could do something else with it. But either way, you're, you're, you come out on top uh, and most likely you're, when it comes to food, you're probably eating something that's healthier anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it's all just in, you know, making sure that you you use what you buy is very important. I know I hate throwing away stuff, and I end up doing that a lot, especially with traveling as much as I do. But so just, you know, trying to be more realistic about what you're buying, Um, you know, maybe not buy just a ton of stuff all at one time. Maybe make another trip during the week to try to cut down on that, just, you know, not using some of that stuff. And then buying stuff in bulk. I know we were talking about that, like um, grains. I quinoa is my f- one of my favorites, which I'm sure I'll how talk about. How do you spell about. quinoa? Q U I N A, I think is what it is. And or it's is got it a little in O A. Is it is that it? It's mm-hmm,
0: I thought it was Q U I N O A. I think I don't It I don't know starts it's with it's one of those.
1: Anyway, I'll, keep I'll, talking. I'll look it up. Yeah, we'll have it on the notes on the. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, that's one of my favorite ones. Maybe I can't spell it. That is one of my favorite things to make. So
0: you don't spell it, you eat it. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs>
1: but that you know, brown rice. If you don't, you know, want to get too crazy with it, brown rice. You can buy that kind of stuff in bulk, and you know, you can have that for the whole week. Make some on Sunday night, and then have some for the rest of the week. You know, Quinoa. oatmeal, still cut oatmeal.
0: Oh, you know I don't like that.
1: Uh, you, yes, you do. Come on.
0: I like regular oatmeal. <laughs> I like the kind that, that has like strawberries and bananas and peaches and cream. I'm working on it. So quinoa is Q-U-I-N-O-A. Oh, so there is an According O-mana. to a Wikipedia here. I just looked it up. Not that they're always right or anything, but all right. Well, that's good stuff. A um, couple of notes here as we close. We are obviously looking to expand our listenership for our, our show here. Obviously, it's free. We're not charging anything and as far we never will. but it would be cool to have some sponsors someday. And the way we get sponsors is by having more listeners. So uh, the only way we could tell that you're a listener is if you let us know that you're listening. So send us a, a note this week on uh, Facebook. You could find us on Facebook. You can find us in lots of places, at least three different places. You can find us on Facebook at uh, Facebook.com slash FitWithB. Uh, there's a link there. You could go to FitWithB.com slash 2Fit, the number 2-F-I-T. That's our big main website. And each of our episodes has show notes. You could download the episode as an MP3 file and save it. Um, or you could listen on iTunes. And that's kind of our preferred method. If you could listen on iTunes and you could give us a few stars and you could write a note about how much you love us uh, and how much you like the show, that would be great. And if you don't like the show, feel free to tell us as well. Just maybe send me an email and tell us that. <laughs> but if you have any questions, if you have any comments, um, if you want to shout out on the show, we'll say hi next week. And uh, again, it's fit at fitwithbe.com And uh, say hi to us this week and tell a friend about the show if you like it. Again, we are the Two Fit Podcast. I'm Brandon Walker.
1: And I'm Sarah Hollyhead.
0: Saying, get fit and be well. See you next week.